Hi everybody, Claire Musket here, guest host for UC Today, bringing you the latest news from the unified communications and collaboration industry. And today I'm joined by a really special guest, Lindsay Rios, Head of CX and Sales at Table. Hey Lindsay! Hey Claire! <laughs> How are you doing today? I'm good, I'm really good. Awesome, where are you joining us from? I am in uh, the Bay Area of California. I'm a little bit inland, more in the suburban area, but Awesome. Also known as, you know, Silicon Valley area, tech, you know, hub, all that. Yeah. Did you have a good Thanksgiving? I did. I had a really quiet <laughs> Thanksgiving, which for me is, is really nice. We're, we're quite homebodies, so it's uh, fine with me. Awesome. I'm getting ready for Christmas. Yes. Yeah. I, um, I have just the like nonstop boxes showing up at the mm. door now because I did a lot of the Cyber Monday, you know, Black Friday Black online Friday shopping. Too, yeah. yeah. Yeah, took advantage of all the deals. Well, it's great to have you on the show today, and I'm really looking forward to having my first conversation with a woman on UC Yay. today. Because so far, I've only had interviewed guys, so I'm very, very excited. <laughs> yes, me too. Um, and at the end, I'd love to ask you some questions about Table's uh, female leadership team when we get yeah, to, sure. to that stage. But I thought, but we should start really about talking about um, some of the challenges that we're seeing out there in the industry and I know one thing is um, that businesses seem to have quite a different version of what CX is versus what it actually is so from your experience what are you seeing as that kind of gap (laughs) yeah no that's a really good question I'm I'm glad that we started with that Um, because there is this misconception I think about what customer experience Mm. is either based off of what I think it first used to be thought as Mm. which I remember we had had a discussion one time about it kind of came out as initially being all about just collecting data you know getting analytics on the customer so that you can do your business better based off of how things are going but um, you know really what it is today and what we you know what I think it's it's more about um, is you know, just how are you going to give the best experience to your customer during their journey with you as a brand from their perspective, not yours as a company. Mm-hmm. And so I think it's just a matter of shifting their, your perspective as a brand so that it's not about how can you do you know better as a business, but how can you do better for the customer? And that's ultimately going to actually give you the result that you're hoping for. I see. So they're looking at customer experience very much from the inside out and thinking, how do we make what we do more efficient as opposed to how do we make it more efficient for the customer? Say, <laughs> Totally, totally. You know, I think one of the things that happened a while ago that was very transformative for business was like the birth of a CRM. Right. right? And it was like, have a main database and source of truth to know who your customer is and like their, you know, what they buy or what's their personal information. You know, what do they like? But your customer doesn't care if you have a CRM, you know, they just want to be able to have a great way to interact with you. The CRM is not going to do that. That just helps your business. And so, you know, here today we have people like us at table and you, you know, teaching brands now about flipping that perspective and really coming from the customer's eyes um, with still using, you know, the right tools, of course. Yeah. So trying to get that outside in perspective instead of, yeah. Just trying yeah. to use data to form what they think it represents. <laughs> yeah. And I think the other thing that I'm, we're seeing a lot, and, I, and I'm, I'm sure you do too, is that um, like customer experience doesn't come from just like one person or maybe even like one department from a yeah. company. Mm-hmm. So I've, I know that a lot of brands are trying to now grab on to the thought of customer experience. Mm-hmm. 
I'm seeing a lot where they go, okay, we know we need to pay attention to this. This is important, Mm -hmm. but they're kind of just like assigning it to either. I've like seen it being assigned to like a chief operating officer, right? Okay. You do customer experience now, right? I'm like, what? No. Um, Or even just a small team when really customer experience should be something that's throughout all of the company, Mm -hmm. you know? So at table, our customer experience team is actually the three department heads of the customer facing teams. Mm -hmm. So it's something that makes sure that transcends for the customer, you know, throughout their journey um, so that you're building a relationship. And I think that's the other part of it besides what is customer experience? How do you actually do it as a company? I think that's another misconception that I'm, that we're seeing a lot of encountering. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I I remember not so long ago, kind of CRMs that provided a 360 degree view of the customer. I'm going to say that. Yeah. it was like the holy grail and it was going to enable uh, businesses to do all of this real amazing personalization but it was kind of being layered on top of really poor kind of let's say for example purchase experience or reward Mm -hmm. (laughs) so customers never really get to feel the benefit of all the awesome stuff do they unless it's um they've got the basics right first and then also just reflecting on your point there about um who owns customer experience and I've been in companies where um it's been you know moved around to retail then into marketing then into yeah (laughs) hr and kind of shuffled and no one really knows what to do with it but i think you hit the nail on the head there that it's everybody's responsibility because i guess i'd define cx as the outcome of all the stuff your business does (laughs) and if it's not you know designed to meet your customer needs and delivered effectively through the organization you're really going to struggle so leading me on to the next question, really, which um, I, I'm really interested to understand a bit more about what Table does and how it's been helping businesses, especially during the pandemic. It's been an especially tricky time, hasn't it, to help yeah. clients yeah. get through um, what's been a really difficult time for customers, too. So, yeah, please tell us a bit more about what you do and how you've been helping. Sure. Thank you. Well, Table, you know, just as a company, we're a customer experience platform and um, and and also a consultative you know, team. Um, we partner with brands and companies to help them have better customer experience. Um, and so part of it is, you know, the literal software, which, um, you know, we could chat about a little bit more. Um, but then there's a whole part of where we're kind of teaching them and, and countering some of those beliefs that we were, we were just talking about, because what we know and see is that brands are pretty much understanding, okay, customer experience is like the leading thing, right? That is going to make or break us. It's kind of that dire now, but we still don't really understand it, right? That's very clear. So help us understand it, not just sell us the software, right? That's why it's very important for us to make sure that we're, you know, we're experts in the space and and, and being able to consult with them, not just say, here's a good software, that's the look, right? Yeah. Um, so which happens you know, to a lot of which happens. <laughs> yeah, a lot of software. It's very like here, buy your software, will be fine. But that's that's just not how it works, really. Especially with something as challenging as customer experience. Um, and so I think you know what's happened with this year, you know, is that digital first was already something that's been a buzzword for a while. You know, like the birth of just the internet and the websites and e-commerce has been you know around for a bit, and a lot of businesses have seen the benefit of being you know, digital first, but digital first is not the same we're thing. Getting a lot of air quotes. Yeah, we're getting a lot of air quotes in this interview, right? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Uh, um, digital first is not the same as being fully digital. Yeah. Right. So, you know, what we have been able to do is help bring a, the customer journey for companies to, you know, be fully digital mm. with 
the actual software that we that we have and then obviously consulting on the best way to do so mm. so you know 2020 made being fully digital an absolute necessity and like out of nowhere right and so that's what's been very difficult or wonderful depending on what side of it you're on you know for um for 2020 and that customers expectations dramatically have gone to just brands should be fully digital like that should be bare minimum so we see a lot of companies that are just kind of scrambling going, okay, well, we at least have to be able to do our business fully online. Mm-hmm. Um, all the other stuff's going to have to kind of wait, mm-hmm. right? So you're not necessarily providing the best customer experience when you're doing that, but you don't, you know, you're just trying not to drown as a business. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, I think a really good example of this is just even companies going and th- getting things like Zoom and calendar, you know, tools and just kind of all the piecemealing all the things together just to band-aid it on, right? Um, We're seeing the conversations change a little bit now towards the end of the year, realizing, okay, those band-aid solutions have to become a permanent solution now. Um, We probably need to talk to, you know, someone who can really help us with a real plan, right? And so that's, um, that's, you know, what we're doing a lot of. But there also were some brands that we worked with early, early, like March of this year, mm. um, like Mercedes, where they're having this exact problem. They're a really good example of this, where they were like, oh my gosh, we've been digital first, but um, I need to be able to sell someone a car from the comfort of their own home. Mm. You know, how do I do that? Otherwise, we don't survive. Mm. Um, automotive industry was one of the industries that had a really tough time because that's something you go into and you touch and you drive the car, right? And you even smell the weather in the car, you know, all these things that really help drive that purchase and that they had, they didn't have that anymore. Mm. So we helped them so that they could bring the entire purchase process to happen from literally say your phone sitting on your couch, right? Um, to start with as kind of their band aid, mm. so to speak. Um, but within two months, that gave them such great digital accessibility and mm. results that the revenue they got from it made it show, okay, this is great. Now let's par- put this into the rest of our customer journey, not just the buying part of it. Mm. So, you know, we're kind of using them as a really good use case of showing customers right now too. you know, don't get too overwhelmed by the thought that, you know, you need customer experience and, mm. and do horrible band-aid solutions, mm. right? We'll come in and we'll help kind of or I'm calling, you know, fill the holes in the sinking ship first, and then we'll go and make the sales look pretty after. Yeah, that's interesting. Actually, I'm a Mercedes customer, and uh, I've got an SLK. And I was quite fascinated by having this account experience of um, a fully online account holders um, system, I guess you'd call it, but being able to book services and plan routine things along the way. Is there any automotive dealer I was aware at the time was doing this kind of thing so I think it's it's, it's interesting to see that they've been able to digitize the bit that I, you wouldn't have been able to do <laughs> yeah. yeah and what was important for Mercedes I think which is why they um they prioritized a customer experience approach over some of the other things out there yeah. was because it's Mercedes they need to yeah. make sure that no matter what they do it's a wonderful customer experience mm-hmm. right and so that was equally as important to them as doing you know buying online first yeah and I get you I get you okay so thinking about the marketing campaign part of the journey next yeah um, I know we've talked about previously that you know most campaigns convert around two percent but we have a real challenge everybody does in reaching the 98 percent what is it that you guys are thinking at table um that we should be doing to be reaching out to the rest that don't 
automatically do that to the two percent <laughs> yeah I know that's always hard right I mean if you brought in that range a tiny bit, you know, it's anywhere from nothing to 5% that you're going to get to get someone to convert if they are coming to say like a landing page, right. right. Or fill out form on a site. Um, Cause those are the ones who are like, yep, I'm ready to do this. But there's a whole world, like you said, this other 90, you know, something percent of people who are like, I'm just not there in my customer journey. I'm just in like my awareness phase, or I just want to learn and I don't want to be attacked by a salesperson or whatever it might be. Um, and so, you know, this is one that we ask our customers to really think outside of the box on, mm. because that's something like you, traditional marketing has been for a long time to do it that way. You know, see an online ad, click on it, go to a landing page, mm. buy the item, give me your information. Yeah. Um, even with, you know, if you go back to automotive to keep the story consistent, it could be like, hey, are you interested in this car? Okay, come here right now and give me all your information and then book mm. a test drive. Maybe I just wanted to see what the car looked like a little bit more, you know, maybe I want to ask someone a few questions, mm. like I would have just wandered into a dealership before. Mm. So I'm not ready to give you my ID and then give me my, you know, give you my cell phone number so you can call me every day asking when I'm going to buy the car. So we, you know, like to say, you know, meet your customer where they're at in their journey. When you do that kind of more traditional method of giving them straight to a landing page or something, you're not doing that. So a table, you know, we like to do something that is a little bit more engaging and meets the different kind of parts of where a customer might be based off of clicking on an online ad or scanning a QR code to, to learn something and providing them with the ability to, if they just want to learn, then learn, right? If they want to talk with someone, ask questions, give them the ability to do it right now, make it super easy. And if they want to actually go down and book an appointment or purchase the item, depending on what kind of business this is, give them all those options right there. Don't just try to shove them into one kind of funnel that benefits again, just you as a business yeah. and not the customer. Right. I get you. So I guess you're saying that you can reach more customers by building a, a bit of a relationship with them before asking them for stuff like their personal information. They're more likely to convert eventually if you mm -hmm. treated them with, um, giving them what they need rather than trying to force them into a email. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cause you know what happens the moment you give list. someone, you know, an email address up, oh, I'm in the list. Um, yeah, yeah. And, you know, I think another thing about it is with table, we, we want to make sure we're being as personable as possible. Yeah. Something that we talk a lot about, it's kind of our bread and butter with the software or these are the experiences. Mm -hmm. So we're a customer experience platform, but part of the actual software is called experiences. And these are things that are, launched from anywhere mm. so an example could be clicking on a, an online ad and you click on that online ad and instead of the traditional go to a landing page it actually will launch a more kind of multimedia rich experience that gives you the ability to say you know what i just want to watch this video or you know experience says hey did you just want to chat with an expert super quick you don't make them give you a bunch of information you just i'll let you talk with them right now right yeah. and you're just hoping to coax them just along that next part of the journey mm -hmm. um, and being more personal to them um, and not, again, just making it pretty one-sided, really. Yeah, and with all the changes that we've seen in the world, and I guess we'll continue to see, especially until we've got a vaccine, that's uh, a real area for opportunity and progress, isn't it? Awesome. So my last question is the one that I've been dying to ask, <laughs> <laughs> which is, um, I think part of the reason you're the only woman that I've interviewed so far on this is that it's a fact that women are underrepresented in technology um, more broadly, but it's fascinating because you've got a fully female leadership team 
at table. Is that correct? Our CX uh, leadership team is all women. So our, all of our customer facing uh, heads of departments are, are women. Yeah. I mean, it's just amazing. Uh, what do you think it is that you guys are doing differently that's encouraging more women into senior tech roles? I think, um, you know, one thing that was very compelling to me that when I initially met with my CEO, we were having a, an exploratory conversation about me working at table. You know, he had said um, when he was first building out the leaders of the company, when we were going to launch, he said that, you know, I'm going to make sure I hire at least one woman on the leadership team mm. um, between the two kind of main leaders he was going for at the time. So he had already hired a man for one of those leadership roles. And so he said to me, so I'm only going to hire a woman for head of sales. Mm. And that to me, the fact that he purposely did that mm. was what made sure that he had that diversity and presence on his leadership team. Because if you're a more established company down the line, mm. you can't necessarily do that. Right. So the fact that he wanted to ensure that from once he was really building out a team and really launching the company really spoke to me, you know, that really comes from the top, Mm -hmm. you know, in a company to kind of teach the rest of the company that not just women being underrepresented, but just diversity period and and being purposeful, you know, is, is important. But just like you said, women, you know, we are, we're underrepresented in tech and in sales, you Mm -hmm. know, and kind of, a lot of leadership roles in general, um, comparatively. And, um, you know, there's some general theories about that. Just the fact that there's a lot of things women have accomplished over the last 50 to 70 years about just having careers and getting to have certain positions. So there's, you know, there's that part of it. Women have babies, right? There's (laughs) that part of it. Um, But I think what, what we do at table is make sure that, you know, not only do we have a nice diverse team, be it women leadership, um, we have a lot of different generations mm-hmm. of age yeah. from people from all over the country, you know, all over the world. We get a really nice global perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, I think as a customer experience company, that's important, but I think for any company that should be important. And so part of what I like to do is get involved. And I know my co-female uh, leaders like to do this is get involved in other things to basically kind of shout from the tops, like, Hey, I'm a woman leader. Like you can do it. You should consider this. Don't let some of those societal things that are still out there tell you otherwise. And when it's coming from us, you know, from a company, Mm -hmm. it's going to start with these younger girls from the start to think, Mm -hmm. well, that's a, that's a path I'd like to aspire to instead of what sometimes we get pushed towards. Yeah. No, nice. I like that. Um, so it's about being intentional then in your hiring and providing a space where women can flourish and um, not just in terms of gender, but also age, sexual orientation, race. Yep. The fully diverse teams deliver better customer experience. We know that. So that's awesome. Thanks so much for joining me today and being my yes, first thank woman. you. <laughs> yes, I'm so honored to be the first one. <laughs> and I hope to speak to you soon. But if I don't see you before Christmas, have a very Merry Christmas. Yes, you too. <laughs> thanks, Claire. And thanks everyone for watching. See you all again soon. Bye. Bye.